0: Hussein Solomon is professor in the Department of Political Studies and Governance at the University of the Free State and is a senior research associate on Israeli-based research on Islam and Muslims in Africa. He's the author of several books on terrorism and counterterrorism and is the best placed person to comment on the fact that it has been revealed that ISIS operates in South Africa. I'm delighted to have Professor Solomon as my guest now. Professor Solomon, welcome and thank you so much for joining me.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Sharice.
0: Um, Professor Solomon, you recently wrote an article on Times Live pointing to the fact that America has now twice raised the alarm about terrorism in this country. On the 26th of October, it issued an alert for a possible terror attack in Sandton and it later blacklisted four individuals and eight companies as terrorist financiers of ISIS. What is going on?
1: Well, I think that for a long time, as I point out in my article, at least since the early 2000s, South Africa has turned a blind eye to um, all of this terrorist financing going on, uh, whether it was for the Taliban, whether it was for Al-Qaeda, and now for Islamic State. At various times, the Financial Action Task Force, which is, uh, which is a global body trying to prevent money laundering and terrorist financing, have been raising issues um you know i write that in 2009 they already warned that south africa just wasn't complying uh, currently there's about 20 recommendations that we've not uh, complied with or we uh, uh have only partially complied and as a result we stand a chance of being grey listed which will, uh, will which will have a major impact on our economy now part of the problem part of the, the problem is as we all know South Africa uh, has corruption, uh, very systematic corruption, endemic corruption, and it, it, it's not so much wanting to turn a blind eye to terrorist financing, in my view, as it is about wanting the loopholes to engage in money laundering and engage in fraudulent activities which are then exploited by terrorist financiers. So to be honest, I do not think that the government has the political will to implement this, but as a result, ordinary South Africans will pay for it in terms of uh, um, should the grey listing proceed, because it just makes accessing money uh, and, and just the cost of it and so on much more expensive at a time when you know inflation is shooting up uh, and uh, things are getting worse economically in the country.
0: What are the implications of having ISIS cells in Durban, Joburg, currently Pretoria, and all our major cities, actually?
1: Well, look. In terms of the 26th of October uh, terror warning, uh, you know, amongst the alleged targets was the uh, 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 gay pride parade in Santin and I believe also a Jewish comedian. Uh, being, being targeted I and mean, some analysts have also pointed out that Islamic State has actually increased their presence in South Africa we know that at least 300 South Africans according to the former Iraqi ambassador received training from ISIS in their former capital of Raqqa many of them of course have returned to South Africa and that constitutes um, a threat it seems to me, too, that the South African intelligence services, as we saw in terms of July last year with the rights, uh, as well as as you saw in terms of the Mufamadia report, uh, seems to be still engaged in factional politics, more concerned to ensure that their particular faction retains the ascendancy within the party and, of course, uh, uh, with a view to 2024 elections. And as a result, uh, this creates the ideal breeding ground for this cancer to proliferate. And then other analysts have also pointed out the fact that South African troops is part of the mission against um, Islamic State franchises in northern uh, Mozambique, specifically Cabo Delgado, might also open us up to a blowback effect. And in terms of all of this, there's been no urgency, and if you ask me, there are many, uh not, not just the Americans, uh you would recall that the Australians, the Canadians, the British have also issued terror alerts of their own. Um and in my view, um the international community is frustrated with the South Africans' lack of lack of action on this front.
0: Um, Professor Solomon, South Africa is part of a group that is fighting terrorism and ISIS in northern Mozambique. Is that correct? So we are, so we are fighting ISIS in northern Mozambique, but allowing them to create cells in our own country. I mean, is that, is that what we're getting?
1: Well, look, um, South Africa is very strange. you know, we, we have Al-Shabaab here. We have the likes of Hezbollah and Hamas operating here. Uh, including, as you know, paramilitary camps and so on. And I think it was more part of issues of Saddock solidarity and things like that, and the fact that the Rwandans were first on the ground beating us in terms of Mozambique, and they 're not even part of saddiq and so it's it 's the big power on the block saying no, but you can 't play on our turf so there 's a whole lot of other calculations going on, but we have historically turned a blind eye to these activities um and that 's problematic and and part of it is um it's an ideological view, you know, because um, that old phrase, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. The ANC were classified as terrorists before and so on. But they don't seem to understand that the nature of terrorism has morphed. Uh, uh, you picking up arms in terms of uh, the apartheid regime is not the same as someone trying to go for a global caliphate. Right, or who believe that because you don't have the same sexual orientation as them, or God forbid that you just happen to be Jewish, or you're maybe just not wearing a headscarf if you're Iranian, I guess, it's okay to take you out. Uh And I think that that kind of ideological time warp is problematic. And I'm sorry to say, it, but I don't see this changing with the current government uh, in place And I'm talking about the current party Because it's deeply entwined In terms of the DNA uh, You know, if we look at The ANC resolutions, for example In terms of downgrading The embassy in Israel and, 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 and things like that So this is extremely problematic I think that South Africa needs to grow up And they need to start Operating along the principles That every other state operates on Which is national self-interest
0: Professor Solomon, there was some kind of like a diplomatic war between South Africa and the United States when they issued their, their statement. It would seem like either they knew about it and now the, the Americans had ruined their ability to track, uh, on the one hand. And on the other hand, you hear, well, if the terrorists are allowed freedom to operate in the country, they're not going to kind of carry out any terrorist attacks. And in a way, it's kind of safe to themselves here so long as they... Doing their terrorism somewhere else. I, I just find that a bit of contradictory.
1: Yeah. Well, well, well. As you know, there's. Um, uh, I wrote a book called G.R. "The South African Perspective," pointing out how uh, uh, terrorists in South Africa were plotting attacks of synagogues in Germany. Uh, they were behind the uh, 2005 London bombings. You know, phone calls made from South Africa. Uh, to the London bombers to get them started in terms of their targets, and there 's been lots of examples like that where South Africa has been used as a base for activities elsewhere, and more and more and not just European and American partners but even African partners have a problem with the way South Africa has been operating um, and but uh, but but speaking about the actual u s embassy warnings to be honest we don't know what the truth is um so for example when the american embassy issued the terror the south africans said that they never consulted with them uh subsequently we find out that uh the cia actually met with the south africans uh then then they said that they do uh, i think it was Zizi kodwa our deputy minister of security said that uh uh we that our services our security services do constant monitoring of threats and there was no such threat subsequently uh, um uh, it was found that there was actually a, a threat and that uh, uh, an intelligence operation for the past 6 months uh was blown by the american uh, uh, issuing of the alert in my view, six months is a bit too long. <laughs> at what point do you say, let's do this? And if you actually look at the what Hitter's book, um, A Black Widow, White Widow, about the Al-Qaeda training camps, I mean, ostensibly our intelligence services was monitoring these camps and they ostensibly had actionable intelligence in terms of uh, going to a court of law and conviction. Uh, but what happened? Absolutely nothing. So, you know, could it be that the Americans issued the threat with a view to galvanizing the South Africans to act? The only thing which is clear is there is bad blood between the Americans and the South Africans Um, now.
0: You mentioned al-Shabaab, al-Qaeda, ISIS, um, and, and, and the suggestion is that they all have a base here. Is there a turf war among them?
1: Look, I'm I'm not sure of a turf war. As you know, there were some attacks on, for example, Shia mosques, and 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 things like that. I don't think they want to attract attention, and I think that South Africa is uh, wide enough uh, for them to carry on with their illicit terrorist financing. Um, and there's enough corrupt officials to bribe, <laughs> as I point out in my article etc for them to to all benefit um, but also they kind of operate in, in terms of different areas and so on so for example in terms of uh, in terms of my own research in terms of Al-Shabaab I mean they are prote- uh, collecting protection fees uh, from the Somali diaspora specifically the Somali spaza shop owners and and things like that and uh, Al-Qaeda has been making use of things like, uh, um, uh, uh, working with the amazonas in, in, in uh, and, and, and things like that, okay, in terms of illicit mining operations. Uh, in terms of Islamic State, there's been a whole number of kidnappings and, and, and things like that. So they have their own business specialization, if I can put it to you like that. So I'm not aware of a, of a turf war. We, there are enough opportunities for an entrepreneurial terrorist organization.
0: So South Africa's home for all is basically what you're saying. Uh, Whoever finds a space here can operate.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Just not for ordinary South Africans wanting to earn uh, a decent wage and do it the right way.
0: So my last question to you is, what advice would you give to ordinary South Africans wanting to live a safe, peaceful life in terms of,
1: what else is, is happening out there? Look, I mean, vigilance is uh, key. I think more and more uh, South Africans are losing faith in the security apparatus. So you see this mushrooming of the private security industry, neighborhood watches, uh, community policing forums, these kinds of things. Uh, what's also positive is seeing the, the business community come in. And uh, playing their role, you know. So, I mean, like the safe spots become your shopping malls, right? Uh, because of all of the CCTV camera footage, the private security guards, and so on and so forth. So, the hard part is for you to drive between your home and the shopping mall. But at the mall, you are relatively safe. Now you just have to make sure that no one's following you from the mall back and stuff like that. Um Look, but I don't, um, on the negative side, I don't see any change in this unless there's a totally new government. And I'm not talking about Sora Maposa versus somebody else inside the ANC. I am talking about for South Africa to have a chance, the ANC needs to lose electorally.
0: I hear exactly what you're saying, Professor Solomon, um, but I will repeat the, the portion, just vigilance, 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 and more vigilance is, is needed. And for the rest, good luck. You know, we're, uh, <laughs> we South African, we, we resilient. So uh, I'll, uh, on that note, Professor, just to say thank you so much for joining me and sharing your insights on this very worrying topic.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Cherise, once again.
0: That was Professor Hussein Solomon, and um, he is in the Department of Political Studies at Governments at the University of the Free
1: State.